Las Vegas. It's more than just a city. It's a feeling. It's that feeling of excitement when you spot the lights of the strip out the airplane window. It's that feeling of awe as you stroll down the boulevard, taking in the sights and sounds. And it's that feeling of satisfaction knowing that you're in the greatest city in the world. Over 42 million people from around the world share that feeling every year. And I'm one of them. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff, and this is Jeff Does Vegas. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 117 of Jeff Does Vegas. Before we get into this episode of the show, I just want to take a second to thank the guest from my last episode, Eric Sherwood, the author of Delt, Stories from My Life on the Felt, and creator of the Twitter account, Annoyed Pit Boss. Eric was kind enough to come on the show and tell the story of how he got into the casino industry, as well as what inspired him to create a Twitter account and write a book about his weird life in the business. If you haven't listened as of yet, jump into the archives at jeffdoesvegas.com or search out episode number 116, The Annoyed Pit Boss, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we go. On to the show. The world is finally starting to feel normal, and part of that normality is being able to get back to traveling. But when you haven't done something for a long period of time, for example, for two years during a global pandemic, it's easy to get out of practice and forget all those good travel habits that help to keep you safe when you are venturing out around the world. With more and more people making the trek to Las Vegas every month, I thought it might be helpful to put together an episode jammed full of travel safety tips. After all, nothing can wreck a vacation faster than something bad happening to you, whether it's being scammed or robbed, losing your passport, or ending up sick or injured. And although people may accuse me here of fear-mongering or creating unnecessary panic, I'm a self-admitted worst-case scenarioist, and I like to follow the credo, plan for the worst, hope for the best. After all, it's better to have an umbrella and not need it than need one and not have it, right? I've done a lot of digging for this episode, and I've come up with advice on pre-trip planning, hotel safety, crime avoidance, and much, much more. By the way, a lot of these tips aren't necessarily Vegas-specific, so feel free to apply them to wherever you happen to be traveling. A lot of people don't realize this, but travel safety actually begins well before you leave for your vacation. And there are several things that you can do to make sure that you have a safe and secure trip. Something that a lot of folks will recommend is either scanning or taking pictures of all your important documents and identification. This includes your passport. Take photos of all the important pages, not just the picture and number page, but if there's any stamps or visas in your passport, make sure you take pictures of those as well. Your driver's license, take a picture of both the front and back side of that, your birth certificate if you're going to be traveling with that, and then any other important government-issued ID, social insurance number, social security card, things like that. Keep all these photos on your phone as well 
upload them to a secure online spot, such as a Dropbox or a Google Drive, and share that link with somebody you trust so that someone else has access to that information in addition to yourself. Now, as well as scanning or photocopying these documents and these pieces of ID, I'd recommend printing out a copy of it and then keeping that somewhere separate from your actual ID. Now, here's the thing. Scans, photos, photocopies, probably not going to be accepted as actual identification anywhere, but it might help you out with replacing those items when you're speaking with the applicable agencies. Some other important pictures you may want to take, photos of your luggage, jewelry, electronics, any other valuables that you're going to be traveling with, and take those pictures before you pack them up. This way, if anything goes missing while you're on vacation, whether they're stolen or lost, or your luggage gets damaged or lost, these photos might help you out if you're planning on making any insurance claims. Something else you want to do before you head out is let your friends and family know where you're going and when you're going to be in those places. Keep in contact with someone while you're in destination just to let them know that you're okay and everything is fine. And if you're going to be deviating from your plans, for example, you're planning on extending your vacation or you're changing hotels or you're going on an unplanned road trip, let somebody know so that they're not concerned if you're not where you're supposed to be when they're expecting you to be there. In addition to your friends and family, somebody else that you want to reach out to about your vacation is your bank. This doesn't seem to be as big of a deal nowadays, but it's still not a terrible idea to do. Contact your bank and your credit card companies and let them know where you're going to be traveling as well as the dates that you're going to be traveling. This should prevent any issues with your bank flagging any ATM withdrawals or credit card transactions as fraud and locking up your account. If the bank all of a sudden sees that you're making a bunch of withdrawals in a strange city, or you're charging a bunch of things to your credit card in some place that you're not supposed to be, there's a very distinct possibility that they are going to lock your account. And the last thing you want is to have no access to any of your money while you're traveling. And last but not least, this is one that a lot of people don't necessarily think about. If you are an international traveler and you are heading to another country, Inform your government that you are going to be traveling internationally. Now, I'm sure that there's some conspiracy theorists out there who are thinking, oh, the government's the last person I'm going to tell where I'm going. Spoiler alert, they already know. But if you provide them with some contact information while you're out of the country, this is actually a really good idea. They give you the ability to register with the government to advise them of when and where you're going to be. What does this do? Well, this allows the government to reach out to you in case there's some sort of an emergency. If there is a natural disaster or a terrorist action or some sort of incident, they can get in touch with you to A, make sure you're you're okay and B, do their best to get you home if they need to get you home. COVID-19 pandemic taught us a lot about how important it is to be reachable when you're out of the country. Back at the beginning of the pandemic, Airlines were canceling flights, borders were shutting down, options to get home were becoming very, very limited. The government was actually able to reach out to people, advise them of travel requirements, and even advise them of rescue flights or humanitarian flights in order to make sure that people were able to get out of where they were and get home. So again, it seems little, it seems silly, but it's not a bad idea to let the people above you know where you're going to be.
So you've made it to your destination and now you're at your hotel. You're tired from your travels. You just want to get checked in. You want to get your vacation going. Not so fast there, Sparky. There's lots of things that you need to keep in mind at your hotel in order to ensure things go smoothly for your big holiday. Let's start off with the check-in process. During check-in, you want to make sure you keep an eye, or even better, a hand on your luggage at all times. Keep your bags right beside you. Keep all the zippers and pockets closed and secured. It is not uncommon for thieves to take advantage of the distraction of check-in and grab small bags like backpacks or purses, or just simply reach in and pull items out of open pockets. The check-in process is a very distracting situation. You're standing at a desk, you're talking to a stranger across the desk who's asking you questions. They're asking for your payment cards, your identification, all this kind of stuff. The last thing you want is for somebody to just be walking through the hotel lobby and grab your bag and walk away. Again, keep the bag right beside you. Keep a hand on it if you can, and definitely keep an eye on it. The number of times that I've seen somebody set their bag over by a couch or a chair and then walk up to the desk is crazy. Do not do that. Something else during check-in, make sure the desk agent doesn't announce your room number out loud. You want to try to keep that room information as private as possible. So if the agent hands you the little envelope with the keys and says, okay, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so, you are in room 2705 in the blah, blah, blah tower. Stop them right there and ask for another room. Again, you don't know who's around. You don't know who's listening. You don't know who's watching. The last thing you want is somebody to follow you to your room. So again, just try to make sure you keep that information as private as possible. Once you've got your keys, you've got your information, you've got the directions to your room. When you're on your way to the room, as you're making your way to the elevator, off the elevator, down the hallway to your room, try to make a mental note of where the fire exits and the stairwell locations are in your hallway. Again, this is just a little bit of easy emergency preparedness that you can do. Once you're in your hotel room, one of the first things you want to do is make sure that the locks, including the deadbolt and the safety bar or chain, are working properly. Test them out. Make sure they are secure. Also, make sure the door to the adjoining room, if there happens to be one, is also locked and secure. And if you want to take an extra step, consider putting something in front of that adjoining room door. Put a chair or the luggage rack there. It's not necessarily going to stop somebody from coming through the door, but if you're in the room and you hear that get knocked over, it's going to alert you to somebody trying to come through the door, and it actually might scare somebody coming through the door on the other side. Speaking of keeping doors locked, keep the room door locked at all times when you're in the room. Use the deadbolt and the safety bar. This is going to keep anyone, whether it be hotel staff or just random strangers, from entering your room unannounced. I've actually had this happen to me. I'm sitting in the chair. I've just got myself settled in. I'm watching a little TV. I'm scrolling through my phone trying to figure out what it is I'm going to do. And the next thing I know, housekeeping is walking in the room. They've just strolled in. My own fault. I didn't put the safety bar on the door. So again, just always use that deadbolt and safety bar. If you want a little bit of extra security, get yourself a door wedge. You can find these on Amazon. You can find them basically at any hardware store and just jam it under the edge of the door. And again, this is going to stop anybody from just walking in. One of the first things I always do when I get to a hotel room, and I recommend you do it too, put the do not disturb or room occupied sign on the door. This is going to give the impression that somebody's in the room, even if they're not. 
And to the best of my knowledge, housekeeping and security staff will respect that sign and they will not just walk into the room. Something else that comes highly recommended is to always use the in-room safe. Put all your valuables, your jewelry, any extra cash that you're not carrying with you, your electronics like tablets, laptops, adapters, AirPods, things like that. Any important documents that you don't want to have to carry around with you, whether that be flight itineraries or passports or anything like that, put that into the hotel room safe. If the previous room guest has left the room safe locked, which I've had happen twice now, contact guest services immediately. Phone that front desk, inform them of the situation, and ask them to have somebody come up and open that safe ASAP. Number one, you don't know if they've left anything in that safe that you don't want to be implicated with. Number two, some hotels will actually charge a fee if you leave the room safe locked. You don't want to be responsible for that fee. So again, just call down to the front desk and ask somebody to come up and open that safe for you. Now, I mentioned coming into the room, logging onto my phone, scrolling through, probably using the hotel Wi-Fi, right? We've all done it. We like to use that hotel room Wi-Fi to save our roaming data. We use it for watching Netflix or Disney Plus or just surfing the net, making plans. Something you need to deal with with hotel Wi-Fi is assuming that it is not secure. These are generally unsecured networks. So as such, never use the hotel Wi-Fi for anything personal, such as online banking or making online purchases, things like that. Do not use that hotel room Wi-Fi because it could be hacked. Something that I know a lot of people travel with, and I've been looking into doing this myself, is getting a VPN, a virtual private network. This allows you to log on to public Wi-Fi and still be relatively secured. So again, this is something that you may want to look at if you travel frequently and you plan on using the hotel Wi-Fi. Just a few other security and safety tips to keep in mind for your hotel stay. When you're heading out for the day, leaving the room, give that door an extra pull closed and then give it a push to ensure that it's actually closed and secure. A common tactic that thieves in hotels will use is to just simply walk up and down hallways, pushing on doors to see which ones are not properly closed. They push the door, it opens, they go in, they steal everything, and they walk out. Simple as that. Something else, never, ever, ever prop your door open when you leave the room, even if it's just going to be for a few minutes. I see this all the time. I'm heading out and I see doors with the door bar stopper tucked into the door frame. That door is not closed. It's not locked. It's not secure. Even if you're just heading down the hallway to grab ice out of the ice machine or something out of the vending machine, do not leave the door open propped open. It's only going to take a couple of seconds for somebody coming down the hall to open the door, go in, clean you out and walk out. And you will have absolutely no idea that they were even there other than the fact that your stuff is all gone. If you're leaving for the night or you're going to be heading out for the day and not coming back until the night, consider leaving a light on so you're not walking into a totally dark room just in case somebody has gotten into your room and they are waiting for you. As scary as that can be, yes, that actually does happen. A few little tips when it comes to keeping your room key secure. This is a big thing that a lot of people don't think about. Never write your room number on the key or use that little paper folder with the room number written on it. Throw that thing away, put your key in your wallet. 
if you're really terrible with memory and you can't remember what your hotel room number is, make a note in your phone or take a picture or something along those lines. Because if you keep your key in that little paper folder with the room number written on it, you're out and about, you lose that folder. Guess what? Somebody finds it. They look and they go, hey, look, a hotel room key with the hotel printed on it and the room number printed on it. Easy as that. They're in and out of your room with all of that stuff. Again, room key theft is also very common. So you want to make sure you're keeping track of your room key. If you're hanging out by the pool, you're sitting at the bar or at a restaurant, something like that. Don't leave your room key just sitting out in plain view where somebody can easily walk by and grab it. Elevator safety. This is something that a lot of people don't necessarily keep in mind, but you really should. You want to be aware of who's getting on the elevator with you. You're standing there. You're waiting to get on the elevator. You look around. Trust your gut. If somebody seems a little hinky or seems out of place and you're a little concerned, don't get on the elevator. Just wait for the next one. Or if you're already on the elevator and somebody gets on, hit the button, get off at the next available floor and just wait for the next elevator. If you're feeling really unsafe, remember hotel security is there to help you. You can always ask for a security officer to escort you up to your room. Let's talk fire and emergency safety for just a minute here. There's a couple of little tips and tricks that you're gonna wanna keep in mind. Keep your smartphone on the bedside table beside you. Every hotel that I've stayed in recently has got plugs, either USB or regular electric plugs, on the bedside table. You should charge your phone there. Why? Well, in case of a fire alarm or a power outage, you can use the flashlight app on your phone to safely find your way around the room. The last thing you want to do is be stumbling and bumbling around in a dark hotel room. That's just asking for trouble. The other thing that you're going to want to do when you check into the room is check the placard posted on the back of the room door. This is information that will provide you with evacuation instruction and directions to the nearest stairwell and fire exit, as well as all the other emergency exits on your floor in case the primary one is blocked. Just take a really quick look at it and do your best to commit that to memory just in case you have to get out of the hotel quickly. And finally, let's talk stranger danger. This is something you don't necessarily think about as an adult, but you absolutely 100% should. Uh, first off, if hotel staff come to your door unexpectedly, there's a few things you need to do. Number one, look through the peephole to see who's there before you open the door. Number two, don't open the door all the way. You can partially block it with your foot or use the security bar ask for photo ID, ask who they are and why they're there. And if you're still not comfortable with letting them in the room, simply ask them to wait, close and lock the door and phone down to the front desk or guest services to ask if they've sent anybody up to your room. Hotels keep a complete record of everybody that's gone to rooms and the reason that they've gone to rooms. So if somebody is supposed to be there, the front desk will be more than aware. And finally, when it comes to stranger danger, never, ever, ever, ever bring a stranger to your hotel room. No matter how nice, polite, or friendly they seem, do not bring somebody that you just met to your room. This is a really easy way to end up robbed, beaten, or something much, much worse. None of what I'm about to tell you is intended to frighten you away from traveling. Quite the opposite, as a matter of fact. But 
To put it simply, crime happens no matter where you are. And all I want to do is help you to not be a victim. Let's start with some of the common scams that tend to prey on people who travel to big tourist destinations. Starting off with the fake monks or religious members. You're going to see these guys up and down the strip in the big tourist areas. They're going to hand you a prayer card or they're going to want to put a bracelet on your wrist. And once they do that, they're going to ask for money. Now, if you try to return the item, they're not going to take it back and they're going to continue to push for money from you. How to handle this? Really simple. Continue to say no. Keep trying to hand the item back to them. And if they're not going to take the item back, simple. Put it on the ground. Walk away. Easy as that. Another common one that you may run into, fake musicians or recording artists. Similar to the fake monks, they're going to try to hand you a free CD of, quote, their brand new music. Then they're going to offer to autograph it for you. And once they've autographed it for you, they're then going to demand money for that autograph. If you try to hand the CD back, they're going to refuse to take it and they're going to continue to demand money. Now, these guys at this point, occasionally what they'll do is they'll bring in their buddies. They've got other people hanging around with them, also handing out CDs. They're going to bring them in. They're going to try to surround you. They're going to try to intimidate you into giving them money. If they're still not going to take the CD back, Spoiler alert, they will not. Just put that CD on the ground and walk away. As you're walking away, I guarantee you are going to get verbally abused. They're going to yell at you. They're going to scream at you. They're going to be very, very upset. But you know what? At least they haven't got your money. Easiest way to avoid both of these scams is simple. Keep your hands in your pockets or at your sides. Avoid eye contact with them and avoid any kind of engagement with them. If they do try to talk to you, just simply say no thanks, not interested, and keep on walking. When you're in Las Vegas, you're going to come across club promoters walking up and down the street. They're trying to get you to come into nightclubs. They want you to buy VIP entrance. Guess what? These guys are phony. They're usually going to target groups of young ladies, groups of young guys. They want to sell you VIP admission to nightclubs, day clubs, pool parties, all the hottest spots in the city. Here's the trick. Once they've got your money, they're going to ghost you. You're never going to hear from them again, and you will not be getting into the event that you've purchased access to. Now, keep in mind, there are legitimate promoters walking up and down the Vegas Strip. The difference those guys are not going to take any money from you. They get paid commissions by the clubs that they send people to. They don't need your money. They will just simply ask for your info, usually a cell number or email address, something like that. Again, they're not going to ask for money. If they start asking for money from you, just simply walk away. You're going to come across street games when you're out wandering the strip in Las Vegas. These are usually set up the old three-card Monty style of game. Find the queen, find the hidden lady, flip, 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 flip. Oh, winner, 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 all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there are going to be a big crowd gathered around the game. There are going to be winners. Guess what? Those winners, they're in on the scam. You are not going to win at this game. They might let you win once, but I guarantee you are not going to win at this game. So do not get involved in that. Keep your gambling legal and inside the casino. These games, 100% illegal, and you'll often see police walking up and down the strip, cracking down on these guys. And finally, this isn't so much of a scam, but it's definitely something you want to watch out for and avoid becoming a victim of casino girls. 
These are the ladies who will target men who are sitting by themselves, either sitting at the bar or playing slots. They'll usually come up to you. They'll strike up a casual conversation. They'll ask where you're staying. And then they'll ask if you're interested in partying with them or spending a little bit of time with them. You do not want anything to do with these ladies. There's no need to be rude to them. Just simply say you're not interested. Say you're there with your wife. Just you don't want to get involved in this situation. There have been several recent incidents in Las Vegas where men have invited these women back to their rooms and they've ended up with their cash and valuables being stolen. And there have also been a few incidents where men have actually ended up beaten or seriously injured as a result of this situation. Now let's talk a little bit about street crime and theft. These are things that you may come across when you're traveling and it's very easy to become a victim. It's also very easy to do a few simple things to avoid becoming a victim. Number one, pickpocketing is a very common crime. How do you avoid it? Well, stay away from large crowds of people where everyone is standing around in close proximity to each other, such as street performances and concerts. What happens is pickpockets will actually circulate through the crowd. They'll grab wallets, they'll grab phones, they'll grab cash, anything else that they can get their hands on. How do you avoid this? Well, again, stay away from those crowds. Keep your distance from people. Guys, stop using your back pocket to store your wallet and your cell phone. Use your front pocket. Still going to be a little bit vulnerable with that stuff in your front pocket, but it's a lot harder to grab stuff out of your front pocket and you're more likely to notice it. Ladies, get your hands on a really good security travel purse featuring lockable and claspable flaps, lockable zippers, the steel mesh bottom, and a steel corded strap. The steel mesh and steel cord actually will prevent a thief from simply cutting the bottom of the bag so the items just fall out or cutting the strap for easy theft. Ladies as well, Avoid just keeping your purse on your shoulder. Put it across your body. Guys, I've seen a lot of people using the cross body pack as well. Not a terrible idea. Keeps all your stuff out of your pockets. Keeps it on the front of your body where it's very obvious and where it's easy to see. Something else to watch out for, what I like to call grab-and-go theft. This is where thieves will simply grab items off tables or benches when you set them down. For example, cell phones, wallets, purses, backpacks. Never leave them just sitting on a table without having an eye or a hand on them, especially if you're sitting on a patio or somewhere where the public is just walking past. Friends of mine on one of their recent trips in Vegas, they watched somebody get their brand new iPhone stolen because they had set it on the table beside them while they were eating or having a drink. Somebody walking by along the strip just simply reached up and grabbed it right off the table. Simple as that. Also, never leave backpacks just sitting on chairs, purses draped over the backs of chairs. Keep it in your lap. Keep it at your feet. Keep it where you can see it or feel it. Grab and go theft is a crime of opportunity. So just don't give thieves the opportunity to make you a victim. Now, in general, how do you avoid crime? Simple. Stay in populated, well-lit areas. Don't stray too far off the beaten path away from people and trust your gut. If you feel unsafe about an area, 
leave that area. You're also going to want to consider asking for advice from locals. If you're curious about whether or not an area is safe, just ask someone. Cab drivers, rideshare drivers, hotel employees, always a good resource on what parts of a city are safe or unsafe. The number of times I've stayed in a hotel and I've thought, you know what, I'm just going to walk somewhere. If I'm not familiar with the city, I will go up to the hotel front desk and I'll just ask, hey, how safe is this area? Here's where I'm needing to get to. I'm planning on walking there. It looks like a short walk. Is it okay? They'll give you great advice. Simple as that. Also, try not to stand out with your clothing and your jewelry. I get it. You're in Las Vegas. You want to show off the bling. But you know what? Showing off expensive items like purses or shoes or flashy jewelry or watches, this could make you a target for thieves. They're going to spot that stuff and they are going to go right at you. And another quick tip on that as well, don't travel with any items that you couldn't bear to lose. Sentimental items like heirloom jewelry, expensive jewelry, anything like that, leave it at home. If you absolutely feel the need to wear a wedding ring or an engagement ring, ladies, go pick yourself up a fake engagement ring to wear. Don't travel around with grandma's heirloom ring at the risk that it could get stolen or go lost. If it's going to break your heart, if it goes missing, don't travel with it. Something else just to keep yourself safe and avoid becoming a victim. Keep your wits about you when it comes to alcohol. Avoid drinking too heavily and losing your inhibitions. And if you do go to a bar or a nightclub or a lounge, keep an eye on your drink. Unfortunately, it's not uncommon for strangers to slip something into drinks. This is absolutely horrible. It's terrible that this happens, but it is easily preventable. If you do lose sight of your drink, just order a new one. And if a stranger wants to buy you a drink, hey, that's lovely. Go up to the bar with them. Watch the bartender make your drink and take the drink directly from the bartender. Do not accept a drink handed to you by a stranger. And finally, again, I said it before, I'll say it again. Never, ever, 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 ever go with a stranger to their hotel room and never, ever, 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 ever invite a stranger back to your hotel room, no matter how nice or how friendly they might seem. Now let's quickly talk about car safety. Are you bringing your own vehicle or renting a car when you're on vacation? First thing you want to do is remove all the valuables from the vehicle. Anything that might give somebody a clue that there's something valuable inside the vehicle. So if you've got cell phone charger cables, change, money, cigarettes, any of that stuff, Take it out of the vehicle. Take away all temptation for somebody to break in or smash a window. Make sure you park the vehicle in a well-lit area, the parking garage or parking lot. Be aware of your surroundings and the location of other vehicles around you. When you come back to your vehicle, check the interior of the car before getting in and driving away. Sadly, it's not uncommon for people to hide in the backseat of the vehicle and then rob you or carjack you. And if you're really, really concerned... Ask for a security escort to take you to your vehicle if you feel unsafe. Again, hotel security is there to help you. If you feel concerned, if you feel unsafe, trust your gut and ask someone. If you're in Vegas and you're using rideshare or cabs, always use rideshare apps like Uber or Lyft to book your ride. A recent thing that's been happening is rideshare drivers parking at or near pickup points at hotels or the airport and then offering people rides in exchange for cash. 
never accept these rides. These rides are unmonitored by the rideshare company, extremely unsafe. Nobody knows where you are or who you're with. If you use the app, they know the driver, the license plate, the car, everything. They also know everything about you. They have all of your information and the apps now have the option for somebody to be able to track your ride, whether it's a friend or a family member, you can share your ride. If you're in an unmonitored ride, that can't happen and it can end up very, very badly. When it comes to cabs, something you need to keep in mind is that cabs are only permitted to pick up passengers from designated cab stands and pickup points. Unlike other major cities, you can't hail a cab from the curb, so do not bother trying. This could result in big fines for yourself and the cab driver. And something else to keep in mind when it comes to cabs is be careful you don't get long hauled. Now, this isn't such a big deal for cabs traveling between the airport and Las Vegas Strip hotels because they now have flat rates in place. However, if you're headed downtown or anywhere else in Las Vegas, those rates are not regulated. So it's possible that the drivers might try to take you on a longer route than is necessary. If you believe you're being long hauled, speak up to the driver. Tell them that you think that they're being long hauled. Then once you arrive at your destination, take note of the cab's license and unit number and report them to the taxi cab authority. The Las Vegas cab authority does not take kindly to drivers who long haul passengers. And finally, let's talk a little bit about gambling safety. Of course, this is relatively specific to Las Vegas, but you want to keep all this stuff in mind. First off, keep an eye on all your belongings while you're gambling, whether you're sitting at slot machines or at tables. Don't leave things like phones, purses, backpacks, sitting out where somebody walking by could just easily grab them. I see this all the time. Somebody's purse is just sitting down on the floor beside the chair or their cell phone is on the top of the slot machine where somebody could very easily just walk by and snatch it. You're distracted. You're sitting at a slot machine. You're sitting at a table. You're playing. You're not necessarily paying attention to everything around you. So again, don't be a victim. Keep your phone in your pocket or keep it in your hands. Keep your purse or backpack right on your feet where you're going to notice it if somebody tries to grab it. Something else that people don't necessarily think of is gambling discreetly. First off, be aware of who's watching you gamble. Be aware of who's watching you take money out of your pocket or your wallet or your purse. Keep an eye on your cash. Don't just leave cash sitting out on top of the table or, or at your machine. And if you happen to be lucky enough to have a big win or hit a jackpot, consider asking the casino for a cashier's check rather than a large sum of cash. As fun as it might be to walk away with $750,000 in cash, that's going to make you a giant target. Be discreet about your win if possible as well. Don't make a big show of your win. I know you're going to get excited. It's going to be like, wow, I just won a huge jackpot. Don't jump up and down. Don't scream. Try to keep it to yourself. Try not to draw attention to yourself. Casinos will often, if somebody does have a big win, they'll want to share information on social media. They'll want to take pictures. Keep that to yourself. Ask the casino to remain anonymous. You don't need photos of yourself holding the big novelty check that says you won $750,000. Casinos can still post a photo of the machine showing that you won this big amount on the Wheel of Fortune machine or Buffalo or whatever it happens to be, but they don't necessarily need a picture of you or your name. And if you happen to be staying at the hotel where you won big, 
ask to have a security officer escort you to your room. Again, they are there to help you. Before we wrap things up here, I just want to run you through a few final things to keep in mind to make sure that your vacation is a successful one. Let's talk travel insurance. I cannot stress this enough. Travel insurance is a very, very important thing to have. And I know most people, when they're booking a vacation, whether they're booking airfare, they're booking hotels, that little box pops up saying, do you want to purchase insurance? Absolutely everybody I know clicks no, but here's all the reasons why you shouldn't. Number one, consider getting your hands on trip cancellation or trip interruption insurance. This is coverage for if you have to cancel your trip prior to your departure or if you have to cut your trip short and return home early. Coverage usually includes things like cancellation fees on airline tickets and hotel bookings, reimbursement for non-refundable airline tickets, reimbursement on non-refundable hotel reservations, change fees on airline tickets if you have to return early, things like that. Also take a look at your homeowner's or tenant insurance policy before you head out to see if your personal belongings are covered while you're traveling. If you have items that are lost, stolen, or damaged while you're on vacation, you never know. You might be able to file an insurance claim for those items and get them replaced or repaired. And finally, health insurance. This is a big one for international travelers coming to the U.S. Listen, accidents, illness, they can happen anywhere, anytime. Nobody plans for them, but they do happen. And you know what? The U.S. healthcare system can be extremely expensive for treatment. Those nightmare stories that you see on social media, they are accurate. They are true. Something as simple as a broken leg or a sprained wrist can wind up costing you thousands and thousands of dollars. So what you need to do is check your coverage and your plan before you depart for any special terms or conditions that might be associated with your insurance. For example, at one time, the travel insurance coverage that I had actually required me to contact the insurance company before contacting an ambulance so that the insurance company could dictate which medical facility the ambulance would take me to. Swear to God, 100% true. Plan I have now no longer has that. But again, you want to check your coverage and your plan before you head out. As well, make sure you print out any cards or documentation that you might need should you require any kind of medical care while you're on vacation. And let's talk heat safety. You're traveling to Las Vegas in the summertime. Guess what? It is hot. 45 Celsius, 115 degrees Fahrenheit. It is disgustingly hot. It's bright. It's sunny. Here's what you need to do. Use sunscreen if you're going to be spending time outdoors. Minimum SPF 50. Apply it often. Apply it liberally. Stay hydrated when you're out and about. Drink lots of water. Don't use sugary drinks like soda, juice, coffee, energy drinks, alcohol. Stuff like that does not keep you hydrated. You need to drink a lot of water. If you are going to be out and be active, wear loose-fitting, light-colored clothing and wear a hat when you're walking around in the sun. If you can, avoid going out at the peak of the heat. If you're planning on doing any strenuous outdoor activities, you're going to go hiking, you're going to go jogging, any of that stuff, do it during the early morning or the late evening or nighttime. As well, just pace yourself. Take frequent breaks indoors. Get into air-conditioned areas if you can. Know the signs of heat illness. Are you getting a headache? Are you feeling nauseous? If you feel like you're overheating, 
get into an air-conditioned area so you can cool yourself down. And finally, just be careful. Use your common sense when you're out and about. I had a friend that used to say they should call it uncommon sense because so few people actually have it. And based on some of the stupid shit that I've seen when I'm in Las Vegas, I absolutely 100% believe that. First off, don't take stupid risks to get photos or videos for social media. This is not worth it. Secondly, don't jaywalk along the Las Vegas Strip or cross against the lights. Every year, there are multiple pedestrians that are hit by vehicles while crossing illegally or attempting to cross against traffic signals. Every Vegas vacation I go on, I see this all the time. That light says don't walk. I'm standing there waiting. Dozens of people walk past me to walk anyways because there's no cars coming. And the next thing you know, there are cars coming. There are horns honking. There are screeching tires. There are near misses. So again, do not jaywalk or cross against the lights along the Las Vegas Strip. And believe it or not, jaywalking and crossing illegally can actually result in a ticket of up to 100 bucks. That's gambling money, my friends. You do not want to spend the extra 100 bucks on a jaywalking ticket. And finally, a great piece of advice, stay sober-ish. Be smart about your alcohol and cannabis consumption and try not to overindulge to the point of total intoxication. I know there's a lot to take in here, so I've compiled the notes from this episode into a downloadable document that you can access from the show notes at jeffdoesvegas.com. I've also put links in the show notes to some of the amazing resources I used in putting together this episode of the show. That wraps up another episode of Jeff Does Vegas. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show, or any other episode for that matter, or you've got suggestions and ideas for topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas. Or drop me an email directly at Jeff at JeffDoesVegas.com. In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. And don't forget to visit JeffDoesVegas.com for past episodes and show notes. My name is Jeff, and this has been Jeff Does Vegas, a Walker New Media production. 